Welcome to the Catholic Frequency. Since the 1973 landmark Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion in the United States, Catholics have been on the front lines of the pro-life movement, along with our Protestant brothers and sisters. We wanted to spotlight today what we think is a miracle in the city of Miami. There are two former abortion clinics that today have become pro-life clinics. Two places that women used to go and they weren't given an option other than abortion. They're now shown ultrasounds. They now get to listen to the baby's heartbeat and make a decision with love and compassion surrounding them, the decision for life. Today, we're talking to Martha Avila. She's the president of Heartbeat of Miami. Martha, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So how did Heartbeat get started? Well, a study was made nationwide where they found that Miami-Dade County was number one in abortions and abortion providers in uh, the nation uh, per capita. And uh, that is what, after that study was done, um, John Enser came to Miami from Harvard International to make sure that, that this was the case. And uh, at that moment, uh, we were able to, to start the preparations uh, with the help of uh, some people that were very interested in what was going on in our community. And uh, there were over 38 uh, abortion businesses in the surrounding areas of Miami-Dade County, without counting the private doctors that were also performing abortions. And uh, we also have here where many of the aesthetic uh, clinics were also performing abortions. And that's how we got started. There was uh, an amazing need here in this community. And that was what, about maybe 10 or 12 years ago, something like that? that ex yes, that was around two 2006. And then we opened our first clinic in the Hialeah area, where right there in that small area, there were seven abortion businesses. Wow. And uh, we opened there in 2000, July 2007. And then in 2008, uh, we opened the one in the North Miami location. And uh, we were like that for two years. Uh, if you can remember, uh, that was like the economic uh, meltdown in 2009. And uh, we were faced with uh, many, many uh, trials, trying to stay open, trying to keep our doors open. But uh, God found us faithful, and we were able to go through that and finally in 2015 uh, we were able to open two other uh, pregnancy clinics one in the little Havana area and the other one in the Kendall area now uh, to to God's amazing grace two of our of our clinics used to be an abortion business that's amazing so two former locations that were performing abortions are now Saving babies. Life-saving clinics, correct. I saw that I, phrase. I'm still, I, I'm still in awe of that. That's, that's a miracle. There's no other way to say it. I, I saw that phrase on your website. It said, uh, providing life-saving help in a life-changing way. Well, what exactly does that mean? Well, we, we know that there's, I mean, we know that the Lord is our Savior, and He uses us as a tool to help these women, but it's called life-saving help in a life-changing way because when we help to save
saved that baby's life, that mother's life changes completely. Uh, and not only the mom, but also the baby's father, the, the baby's family altogether. We had uh, reunification of families, moms that have uh, kicked their daughters out for being pregnant, and yet at that time when they come and see the baby on that ultrasound screen, we, we encourage the mom to bring her her family, oftentimes the, the grandmother of that baby, and then we see how God unites them, and that's life-changing. And it's not just life-changing for the young women who who just who choose a different path to have their baby but it's got to be life-changing for you or for your counselors when you definitely basically talk someone out of an abortion (laughs) correct correct you know when these women see their baby on that ultrasound screen it just you know the lord just touches their heart in such a mighty and powerful way that they hear that baby's heartbeat and they see that baby in that in that screen and it just changes their life right there and then. And p- places like Planned Parenthood or other abortion clinics, they really don't want the mother to see that ultrasound, do they? Correct. And they don't even have the Doppler where the, the mom can't even hear the heartbeat. At our clinics, we are able, we have the state-of-the-art ultrasounds where the it's 3D, 4D ultrasounds, we see a lot of women in their second and third trimester. So these moms are able to hear that baby's heartbeat and, and see that beautiful baby formed in their womb. And, and it, it's just amazing what God does. And of course, that's not the interest of any abortion business, Planned Parenthood or any other abortion business, because they see that uh, money just uh, walking away with the mom. And, uh, and and we see most of them see, we, we have had women that have had previous abortions and they didn't really, even though they know, obviously that, you know, they can have an ultrasound, they don't really show them the ultrasound. They don't want them to see that baby on the ultrasound. Because there's a high percentage of women who change their minds if they... Over 90%. Over wow. 90% of the women change their mind when they hear that heartbeat or they see that baby in the, in, in the ultrasound screen. Martha, I was looking at your website, and your organization has six stated core values, and that's so important for a nonprofit organization to have a set of core values that guides their operations. I wanted to just read these off and get you to comment on them. Um, the first one was the importance of the gospel, the dignity of women, the sanctity of human life, uh, the irreplaceable value of fathers, the soundness of sexual purity, marriage, and family, and the transforming power of neighborly love. Let's just start with that first one. How how does the importance of the gospel play into what you do? Uh, because only only God can save a, a life. And uh, the importance of the gospel is that that mother's life, I mean, if that mother goes into that abortion business and, you know, we know what happens. We know what happens if she, at that moment, you know, her life ends. And we see the transforming power of of just receiving the gospel of life. You know, the gospel is life. And we see the transformation of these women. We see how their life completely changed when when they have that uh, that understanding of who God is. And that is our, our main thing because we know, 
we know how he can change our lives. And the second, the second one was the dignity of women. I know that women that have abortions, they're, they're going to suffer from depression, often for a lifetime. Uh, say something about the dignity of women and, and the pro-life choice. Right. We, you hear a lot, uh, the people from Planned Parenthood and other um, women that are uh, pro-abortion and you know, pro-choice, and we hear them about women empowerment. How exactly... Can you call women empowerment when we're not really giving women the other two options? Because when a woman walks into any abortion business, it's all about the shedding of innocent blood for that baby and the money that comes out of that abortion. How exactly are women being empowered? When, how is it that they uh, say that a woman can have dignity when they're not really showing them the value of life? The value of a woman being able to conceive a child and give life. They, they don't talk about that. So when we talk about the dignity of women, you know, for women, we understand what a woman goes through after an abortion. Because not only that baby's heart stops beating, but a part of that woman's heart also dies. The next one was the sanctity of human life. You know, as Christians, we believe that all human beings are made in the image of God. It's um, something that maybe they see when they see that ultrasound, right? Exactly, because it says in God's Word that before we were even conceived in our mother's womb, He already knew us. He had already called us. He already knew our name. And and when we uh, tell these women that, believe me, that that resounds in their mind and they understand, and we believe in the sanctity of human life <laughs> from the time of conception to natural death. The irreplaceable value of fathers, this one really, really speaks to me. You know, guys will get a girl pregnant and then they disappear and they leave her with this very, very tough choice. At, a, at the heartbeat of Miami Pregnancy Health Medical Clinics, is we try to bring the father in. You know, we don't see the father, even though at the moment that they find out, uh, you know, they're coursing the woman to a board or, or whatever the case may be, we try to get them involved with that baby. So we have had so many cases where at the beginning the father, you know, tries to run away because obviously he might be scared, he might be young, he might, you know, not, not understand the whole concept. But once that dad, uh, oftentimes, you know, we we ask the, the mom, we, we contact them with her permission, we ask him to come in so that we can talk to him. And believe me, majority of them do want to come in. The majority of them do want to listen to what we have to say. And when we show them that baby on the ultrasound, that father's heart melts. And we understand that they might not uh, get married, even though, of course, our goal and our heart is for them to unite as a, you know, as a husband and wife under the sanctity of marriage. And, and that, that is our, you know, our hope and our, and our prayer. But let's that they don't, he can still be a part of that baby's life. And that's, that's our goal. You know, stop this uh, whole thing about deadbeat dads. Let's, let's train them to be the fathers that, the, that God wants them to be. What, do, what does the soundness of sexual purity have to do with, with the pro-life movement? 
because we understand that that what what truly works, you know, is to wait, to wait until marriage, to have sexual purity, to wait, to be faithful in in your in your relationship. First of all, your relationship with Jesus Christ, and second of all, if, if you're married, your relationship with your husband. That sacredness of and that covenant of marriage, and if you're not married not married to wait until the moment that God sends that man that that they they will be able to to live a, a life and take her to that to that uh commitment of of marriage and that is what we promote you know we we don't believe in in birth control because we understand that birth control doesn't work we 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 understand that that when a child comes to a couple that is married, we know that it's God's perfect plan and purpose. Well, and when people are on birth control, then then abortion becomes one of the forms. Right? Exactly, abortion right. becomes one of those uh, methods of of contraceptives. Correct. And the last one, neighborly love. We have to all reach out and, and help the young girls in, in these situations. It's not just for her or for her family. We, we all play a part in this, right? Correct. Uh, why? Because we, we are, we should be the Good Samaritan. God, Jesus gave us a perfect example of Good Samaritan. And what did he do? He saw the person that needed help. He took care of the moment right there of the needs that he had by cleansing his wounds. What did he do next? He took them to the inn, and he told the innkeeper, if there's anything that you can do for him, whatever you spend on him, I'll pay you back when I return. So it took the Good Samaritan's time. It took some of his talent because he did have to clean his wounds. And third, it took some of his treasure because he did pay for that man to be taken care of. And that's what we should do. And that's what the Lord says, you know, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So we we must extend that to the woman that is going through a crisis pregnancy. Well, Martha, God bless you. It's an amazing ministry. And we thank you for uh, taking time to talk to us about it. And hopefully we'll get to speak to you again in the future. 